0: What's up guys, Josh here from That's Dope Podcast And we got my boy, God's will Like always, what's up, Godswill? Hi <laughs> <laughs> So much charisma That's me And uh, we got uh, one of my favorite people in the world Like my little brother, my training coach uh, Strength and conditioning coach, my nutritionist I mean, all-around good-looking guy. True. Even Philopovic. The fact that you said you even had problems on Bumble or Tinder, I was like, what? That
1: way I don't
2: have no problems with
1: It happens sometimes. You know, you have that dry phase, and you're like, okay, no one's matching me. <laughs> you
2: know, for most of us, it's, it's like, uh, you know, just dry everything. You know, <laughs> like you, yeah. and like, like I, I, that's why I was shocked. I was like, what? Dry? Yeah. Ever? No. Nah. But, but, uh, I don't know It yeah.
1: could be like a, a, like a like An algorithm that they have That yeah. can't match to anything. <laughs> so they kind of like Kick me off And they put me on the bench Can't be I know, Superman The whole time I, right?
0: I heard I heard that if Because uh, I don't use Those sites anymore yeah. But when I was heavily On those sites I do remember them saying Someone told me that If you just keep swiping Right on a bunch of people You become less uh, Front runner really? For everybody else to see
2: Because I don't swipe Right on a
0: lot of people Maybe <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: cool that's
0: cool that's okay.
1: <laughs> I guess they've seen you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've definitely noticed that Where I was matching With more, more people In the beginning And then like After like two weeks It's like Completely dry I'm like okay If I wait at least two weeks It resets Okay
0: Yeah so, so like If uh, you start swiping Less people It puts you closer To the front of the row For people to see That's pretty good Otherwise I know They're trying to prevent people From just swiping All over the place
2: That makes sense Yeah because I remember Like in the beginning Like just how people Would just constantly Like do 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 Even then I don't want everybody yeah, I I, I'd rather not say no to like so many people either. You know? Yeah.
1: Like I remember uh, when I would like, you know, I go through that transition where I delete Bumble, and I'm like, well, yeah, let's re-download Bumble, right? Yeah. Re-download Bumble, I match with a bunch of people, and I'm like, whoa, like this number is like 30 to 40, and then it just drops. Like,
0: Ooh.
1: Jeez, sucks. the roughness. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, <laughs> I blew 30 or 40 opportunities. <laughs>
0: Has it ever happened to y'all where you, you've had that that um, situation where? Like, you'll match with some chick on Bumble or Tinder, and then you'll be like, oh, yo, yeah, should chill. And then, like, y'all, one of y'all, will, like, ghost each other, right? <laughs> and, and then you'll see her <laughs> in person and be like, oh. That happens to me a lot, too. It I happens a lot. So yeah. It's only happened to me twice. I was like, why is it? like strange. the upward
2: pictures. I'm just like,
0: I, I'm really wearing that now. It's
2: like, ooh, she looks nice upwards.
0: No. If I don't ooh. see the whole, like, no. Anytime you see a, a pic with just the, the chin and up. Just. Or something like that. I'm like, nah, I don't trust this already. For me, like, yeah, if it's just upwards, upwards pictures or filters pictures,
2: no.
1: Yeah, I have been captured. Yeah? Two or
2: three times. Dang. Where, How'd you feel?
1: Um, I was like, okay, cool. You know, I wish I saw the actual photos of you. You're such a nice they're guy. not it. And I was like, well, I still pay for the dinner and everything. We you did? Eat. Yeah. Because
2: also, like, one thing I've stopped doing is paying for dinner, like all, the, like, all the way. I don't do it anymore.
1: See, that's the question that people always get to is, do guys usually pay for the dinner?
2: They usually do like this, but I don't myself anymore. Mm -hmm. Like there, like I remember there was one date I went on a few months ago, Mm -hmm. and I know she expected me to pay for everything. I was like, I'm not doing that. I don't, you know. (laughs) (laughs) It's like I actually told her. I legit told her. I was like, look, the dates I've been on, actually, the women, you actually offered to pay. Yeah. Either for the whole thing or for their own selves.
1: That hasn't happened to me yet. Dang. Like that's maybe like once or twice, but it's really rare for them to actually step in. Yeah. Usually it's like, okay, cool. He wants to pay for me. That's okay. fine. And it kind of gets like a, I don't know, probably like a habit. Uh-huh. That if they initially get, you know, someone tells them, hey, I'm going to pay for it. Yeah. They let them pay for it. Um, but I definitely try to cover myself. Okay. Like I don't ever want her to cover. Good guy, you, Yeah. Man. There we go. I, I definitely I agree
0: to that. And I I see where you're coming from too. Because yeah. you've been in so many of these things at this point. I'm like, bro. Like, if God's had to pay for all these dates, man, he'd be broke. Yeah, he wouldn't be here I right mean, now. I am broke now, yeah. but, you know, but.
2: But it's it's life. I'm living right. Yeah. But wait, 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 Austin. Wait. You didn't explain like what even like does. I guess.
0: Oh, that's because we started talking about Tinder, guys. <laughs>
2: I wasn't. Wondering. I was.
0: I was literally going through it. Okay, life. guy.
2: Okay. <laughs> Anyways,
0: but uh. Yeah, he, he, was even to us. Okay. So even, um, I've known this guy since, uh, you were 12. Yeah. Youngster. Yeah, yeah. I've known him since he was a kid. And this kid is like, he looks like a big Neanderthal, but honestly. <laughs> Neanderthal. No. <laughs> he's he, a, no, he, he, when I first met him, he was always in his room. Um, I was 15 or I think 15. And he, he's my, one of my best friends, little brother. And he would be playing World of Warcraft, like Vanilla Wow and Burning Crusades, like nonstop. And he had that unlocked. Um, over time, he he kind of got in athletics, mm-hmm. and uh, he was running mm-hmm. track with me. He was a freshman when I was a senior, and um, he had the same issue I had, where he tried real hard, but he just sucked.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would say I would say I was really good at everything, but I didn't excel in anything. Oh. That doesn't help you in in high school. It doesn't. Yeah, in high school, I you, bet.
2: You yeah, have, yeah. You
0: get to be specific. You have to be mm-hmm. good at. Safety. I think that's crucial
2: now. Yeah, but yeah, just not. But back now it's then.
0: like, yeah, exactly. It's like it's one of those things where it's like. If you have five, like, we'll say uh, it's like a game. And mm-hmm. You have uh, stats from one to ten. Yeah. If you pick five across the board, you're not actually a good character. No. You're,
1: that's like, true. That's
2: true.
0: Yeah, it's, everyone's got something that they're good at and they're going to beat the fuck out of you for. It's <laughs>
1: kind of like the Mario of Super Smash, right? But Like, Mario's average of
0: all stats? Mario's like a developed personal. Mario's a seven or an eight at everything. Uh, Does that make sense? Uh, yeah. So, like, mm-hmm. now that we're older and that we're all around characters, mm-hmm. so now it's. Oh, now it's a viable mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, but yeah. when we were younger, it's like, okay, so you're not the fastest, mm-hmm. you're not the strongest, mm-hmm. you don't have the best cardio, Oof. and it's not like you're a seven; you're like a five because <laughs> you're developing. So yeah. you're like, you're just not good at anything. Jeez. So,
1: but one thing that I was really good at was managing other people. Right. Like, um, I was kind of like putting a point of kind of like uh, being the captain uh-huh. in some sense. Like, some guys would agree that I was kind of like looked at as like the hardest work in the room. Okay, so they respected that I knew traits of disciplines from each. Event, uh-huh. so I was able to kind of organize and push people in different directions. So it's kind of like I was able to, you know, get the whole community together in one bunch and uh-huh. make them, you know, respect each other and be like one family. That's crucial. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's so. absolutely
2: crucial. Oh, mm-hmm. well, cool. So and it then, wasn't that bad. Right? Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: intangibles, intangibles. You can't, you can't just get that physically. I like.
2: You. And then what do you do now?
0: Now. You- Go ahead.
1: Oh, so now I'm um, basically just a strength conditioning coach, um, looking to become a researcher as a mineral, um, metabolist researcher at UT Southwestern, Dang. uh, to work on some, uh, You're like action. our
2: first scientist we've had on, on, uh, on the page. Actually, <laughs> we, we asked earlier, can we have a scientist, but you know, therapists or, you know, psychologist, mm-hmm. but hey, close, you know, we got, we got you, which is great.
1: Yeah. So, um, also, congratulations
2: on that. Oh, uh, thank you. Thank yeah. you.
1: So it's, it's a pretty big opportunity to work with some uh, amazing doctors on trying to find like, um, solutions to big problems in the metabolism and how minerals are being functioned you know you have too many of one thing or not enough of one thing and you know how to figure out how to supply it in the opposite way how to find that good balance right okay you know, everything is balanced
2: absolutely right. crucial or like right now I yeah bet, right
0: I, i've noticed like with me it's like i have so much testosterone that my estrogen levels are so low <laughs> <laughs> oh i think that's wow. a, kind of it's a, good actually problem a problem have, right? <laughs> i'm
1: too manly right now oh my gosh too much physique <laughs> too much of myself
0: <laughs> i'm
2: just too strong i've
0: been i've been compared to a steed <laughs> wow. A what? <laughs> <laughs> this man's like a bull
1: shark. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, so, okay,
0: okay. No, but uh, no, he he's great. Like actually, um, you guys might have seen if you keep up with me on social media or anything like that, or any of my fights or anything like that. Um, Evans actually, uh, like I said earlier, he's my strength conditioning coach and my nutritionist. Mm-hmm. So uh, a lot of, I mean, a lot of things that happen inside the cage or outside, specifically, mm-hmm. are directly contributed to him telling me exactly what I need to be doing or focusing on. And uh, of course, we just kind of. We kind of, like, hive mind and get things together and, you know, So he's amazing at it. That's
2: what's up. Yeah, because, like, you were absolutely crucial for Josh's last (laughs) fight, which we definitely need to talk about all that, right? Right, right. Uh, I guess, could you tell us, like, a little bit of that? Yeah, because, like, you guys didn't even get to see, like, uh, I didn't want to take some cameras into the room, but, like, even, like, the day of the weight cut, you went into the room and you were there sweating, sweating everything out, right? Right. I guess, like, tell us, like, what that whole process was like. Yeah. Um, Because also, it seemed like it was the hardest thing of the whole fight, too, right?
1: Yeah. So, the last point of the fight is the most crucial. um, But it's also the one thing I advised everybody against. If you are competing in any sports that require weight cutting, I understand that's like one of the most efficient ways. But, you know, it is advised to just be with someone that has an understanding of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially like if you're a normal average Joe trying to lose weight, do not do it by cutting excessive amounts of water. Do it by slowly just going to calorie deficit that's the best way. Mm-hmm. Just try to cut out some body fat inside your system. don't just dehydrate yourself because people will go in they're like, "Oh, I lost six pounds one day," and they come back and they regain it because they drink water and they're, and then, then they go into like this weird psychological process where it's like i can't lose weight well it's water weight right yeah and right. there's a science behind like, okay, if we can limit the body fat, increase your muscle mass now you're in a healthier point, and keep your hydration levels at a peak point right. Because we don't want to dehydrate you. Right. Now, as far as coming into this fight, uh, so when it comes to fighting, everyone has an idea of uh, a fight camp. Um, we do not. We have an idea of off-season, on-season. On-season is during the camp. You can you know use that. Uh, but off-season is just as important. Off-season is during the position of where we're gaining strength, uh, getting him generally prepared for different uh, disciplines and training. Like, let's say, mobility, stability. Um, explosiveness, strength, all that good stuff. So, so, for
2: people who don't, I guess, understand, because yeah. I, I imagine that was like a lot of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of yeah, words, like, <laughs> some, like vomit
1: <laughs> intelligence. Well. Yeah, you know, right. <laughs> no,
2: which is great. Uh, I guess, can you, uh, so for the layperson, right?
0: for the, for, the, for the dumb boys, <laughs> like, me. no, 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 uh, no, no, right? no, because like, yeah, he's <laughs> you
2: know, like, saying what you do, right? And then uh, we'll have the translators too, right? Yeah, right. Okay, so uh, I'll
0: translate that to English. So what he's trying to say <laughs> is, uh, he's saying that, like, okay, so an off season for me is whenever I'm more than two months out from a fight. Right. Roughly, uh, sometimes uh, six weeks out from the fight. But when we get about eight weeks from the fight, mm-hmm. we're in that thing called the on season, or
1: you know, in camp training, in uh, camp uh, training. Uh, okay. So now okay. we're
0: now the training changes slightly because we can't be uh, we can't be so focused on growing my muscles and burning me out before the actual competition. Right, in the competition. I need to be in pristine condition. I need to be safe, but we have to make sure we're maintaining. Does
1: mm-hmm. that make sense? So right.
0: off season, we get stronger, we get better at everything. Mm-hmm. On season, it's a little bit more work our cardio. Safe for training.
1: Right. Like it's kind of right? like if you look at a uh, basketball players or football players, mm-hmm. you know, like right now in football, they're in the off season. They're about to get into the preseason of training, right? So what they're doing now is they're accumulating as much possible strength as possible, trying to get as fast as possible, drilling certain techniques, right? That's what we do now. Now, when we get closer to the season, we actually start limiting the strength training and going into more explosive stuff. So there's this thing called a force velocity curve in which you have like a high like, level point of velocity. Uh, versus force now if you go we can take that force training and we can move it and transition it more to velocity now there's also like opportunity to where we do that velocity training and make it more explosive right because strength is good in one aspect now if we can take that strength that force from uh, and apply it now to speed and then we take that force and that speed and apply it to a specific drill and training for like let's say throwing a jabber across and then we re- rehearse that and then we put it into sparring now we have the most specific training accountable for that. Now he's taking all those aspects of training, combining into one formula, and has one solution towards it to have the most optimum uh, athletic ability in training. All right. Dang. So, translation: uh,
0: This is gonna be real quick. So what he what he just said, if you didn't catch all that, because I mean, again, he, big brain plays. Um, so, we'll say you'll take someone who's doing a squat. Everyone knows what a squat is. You're mm-hmm. squatting now with heavy weight. Right. We'll say you have a 600 pound squat. You've got strong legs. Legs are amazing, but that doesn't necessarily mean you can kick very hard. Correct. It means that you just have really strong leg muscles. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you could put your leg muscles on someone and push, but because it's not coming out fast, your force isn't very hard. Ah, okay. That okay, that makes sense. So yeah. what we have to do now is take that six hundred pound squat because you definitely have the power there, but your speed's not there. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to start working on you actually doing the movement of that kick. So we'll have you do some squats and we'll have you kick something consistently until that speed com- becomes developed. Right. Now you're using your strength on top of that, and then we have you go into sparring, and then that way you can use it in real time and you're pinpointing. And now all your all that strength you had is now actually being used. Okay. Because just being a big guy who who uh, benches a lot doesn't mean you punch hard. Yeah, it makes sense. Compared to a guy who boxes and all he, oh, he does is speed training. Yeah. He punches hard. Right, right. You know, uh, mass times, acceleration, all that. Yeah, so
1: like you can take basic physics and you can accumulate it into training. So like how Josh was explaining, mass times acceleration equals force. Mm-hmm. So he takes his mass of his leg um, that he can accumulate from how much weight that he can distribute. And now we take acceleration, which is a rate of speed over time. And now we accumulate that and make a high optimal force. Right. So he can kick as hard as a guy that weighs like 240 pounds. Oh, wow. Because his his legs, his muscles are neurologically adapted into kicking that hard. So that's why like, you can see a guy like, let's say, Charles Ocopoco, uh shout out to my boy, a world champion, he he can squat in suit for powerlifting over, up to 700 pounds in and he weighs suit. 145. It's yeah. like a suit that helps him... Uh it's like a special suit, yeah, it's a special suit oh, okay. for palagers. Yeah, that basically keeps his body together. Okay. He squats that much. Wow. Right. So he's able to squat at least 700 pounds Jeez. at 145. Wow. So his body is basically adapted to that high level. So his, uh, neurom- his neuromuscular connection is extremely high. So the amount of like muscle fibers that he's able to shoot out and the performance of the power is extremely consistent, right? It's efficient for that amount of uh, explosiveness and that uh, weight that he has to distribute. Now we can do the exact same thing for Josh. But instead of squatting super high, we just make him kick even harder. So now when he takes his shin and kicks somebody else in the leg, it's a lot of power. And you're like, wow, he's hitting like a heavyweight, but he's a welterweight.
0: And I get right. like the special training from it even because like, here's the thing. A lot of guys, especially MMA, um, the sport is so – the sport – MMA really started getting developed around 2006. It's like when it really started like mm-hmm. – people started investing money in it. Right. Oh, the Forrest Griffin times, you know, all that stuff. And it's mm-hmm. just like they've been learning and there's been a lot – of development, but everyone has, like, you'll notice that when you go to different gyms, everyone has a different program on how they train. Right. But with even I feel so, I feel woke well, for two reasons. First, he's like, again, he's like a brother. Mm-hmm. But second, I feel like he he's so into this, like, he's so into the science part of this, the aspect of that, um, that he doesn't just, like, he didn't go to school and then just, like, stop learning. He's literally like, when you go to his house, he's literally just looking up information on nutrition and always mess sending me messages like, Hey, I found out that we could do this. And I realized that breathing, if we breathe like this, we can do this and we can actually have more nitrogen in our, through our noses. And like, he's constantly just like looking into this stuff. He loves right. it. So like, when it comes to like trusting him in the cage, yeah, uh, he, God was actually at the cage with me too. I yeah. was only able to allow two people. Um, I like having even there because I trust everything he says. Absolutely. Right. And it's just like putting me in that mindset of if you don't trust your coach, the guy was talking to you, especially in, in high stress situations, it's going to be a fucking disaster. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like being a, in the military and not trusting your commander. And he's like, hey guys, I need y'all to go to the front line. You're like, well, uh, you know, we're going to get killed. He's like, <laughs> I wouldn't have sent y'all there if I thought y'all were going to get killed. Like, trust me, go yeah. do this because we're wasting time talking about it. Exactly. Absolutely. I need, I need it. Like, I need absolute, you know, dedication. I know, it even has that for me. So it, it helps a ton.
1: And then, you know,
0: it yeah. pays off because right now we are killing it. Yeah, we're yeah. killing it.
1: And like for everybody else at home that's, you know, not fighting or doing specific competition or training, you know, I see a lot of people that go on Instagram and they look at uh, specific programs mm-hmm. and, you know, everyone complains about these programs where it's like, like what? Like I was doing, let's say they look up, uh, CT Fletcher's like arm building exercise, right? They do that and it's like a, what, like a six week training cycle and they do that and they're like, wow, you know, I had good growth from it. And they do it like two or three more times and then they say like, oh, I plateaued. Well, with that plateau, there's a strategy behind it, right? So if you look at the frequency of volume from like the sets to reps to the intensity of how much weight you're supposed to distribute, uh, considering to the amount of times you should be training that muscle group or the variation of exercises, it can get kind of complicated, but a good plan is what's going to help you break that plateau, right? Because you really shouldn't plateau. Um You should just have a new strategy to look at things. And right?
0: Plateauing is like uh, for who don't lift a lot or aren't too used to it yet. Plateauing is just when um you're lifting weights. Let's say you go in there and you're doing your thing, you have a little regimen that you have, and all of a sudden your regimen over time stops working. It's what our body is actually designed to do. So, you know, um, just no matter what what you're doing, your body will always build itself back stronger. Right. So, after a while, your training regimen will no longer work because your body has adapted to the work you're making it do. Correct. So, you need to adjust it. And that's just a part of the whole process. Because a lot of people plateau for, like, a year. Mm-hmm. None of their numbers go up, and they stop working out. And they're like, this is depressing. Right. So, I see. Okay.
2: Yeah. Uh, this, this is all new stuff to me. Don't get me wrong. Like, oh, for sure. Uh, yeah. Like, you know, I do work out, but, like, not to, I guess, the extent that you two for mm-hmm. sure do, right? Yeah. And I do wonder, like, how our listeners, <laughs> are, like, are grasping all this information. So, this yeah. is really interesting stuff. <laughs> and you guys are going to be talking about a lot more of the stuff on your own page, too, right? Right. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, the Apex Kage that you guys had mentioned a little while ago, right?
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Actually, we have a... A YouTube channel like we talked about. I think we talked about with Sam too, the Apex Kage thing. Um, It's a YouTube channel that is about to be launched, I think, August 1st is Mm -hmm. the the aiming date. It's already up, so you can pre-follow now. But uh, Mm -hmm. first video is going to be uploaded uh, August 1st. We're going to have, I'll be talking about more self-defense-oriented things and athleticism. Mm -hmm. Um, So I have my own videos up. Even when we talk about nutrition, so if you want to learn about specific things about your own body Mm -hmm. that you can just do at home, things like that, he'll be telling you all about that. Um, are you we, guys
2: also going to be like talking about like all types of body weights so, like maybe like women men you know work people who work out people who don't work out you know like yeah. like what like who is this channel for really also like is it for uh people who are already like working out or is it for almost everybody like what do you think Good question Gazwell Yeah
1: even so I want to say it's generalized to everybody. <laughs> so the things that we're going to be talking about is, is A, like let's say from Charles aside for myself, it's yeah. going to be helping people understand more about their own bodies and mm-hmm. how to program themselves mm-hmm. to where they can actually go and do exercises and they can see changes and progress, right? Same thing with Josh where he can teach him self-defense, he can teach them different moves and stuff like that. And also on my end, teach people more about nutrition so they can kind of get away from the myths and like the rumors of, Oh, like I need to go on a keto diet to lose weight. Yeah, Yeah,
0: I read this online. It says that I need to do this. Like, there's a there's actual science, and the thing is, even is like your your gateway to the actual knowledge that we know right now. Mm -hmm. Pretty cool. uh, It's going to be beneficial, I feel, for a lot of people. And I mean, we we love the nerd community. So I mean, our whole thing is like we know that it's really it's intimidating to get in the gym when you don't know things. Correct. You know what I mean? Especially when you're you're not coming from a athletic background. So a lot of times it's just us explaining it to you, and um, even specifically, his part of the channel is going to be a lot of just, like, explaining foods and what these things are actually do and what carbs are. They're not actually bad for you right? And, yeah, and things like that. So it's yeah. going to be fun. That's good. I, mm-hmm.
2: I think that's going to be really crucial, especially, like, now. You know, like, people are scared to go into the gym or people yeah. are start scared to start working out, get started, don't know where to start, you know? So right. I think this would be really crucial, especially, you um, know, like, in this time period, like, when... You're like yeah, like honestly, everyone wants to get more healthy because we all see like just the effects of it, and also just looking at you guys and hearing about this, I'm like, man, I need to, I need to really step it up. Who knows, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean that that's the biggest thing. Is like yeah, you don't need to be great to start. You just need to start to be great, right? Ooh. So. Ooh.
2: Wise words right uh, there. I got that from me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, I like that. So in all um, honesty, like, if you want to start you know, being more proactive, you don't have to just go to the gym to lift weights. Mm-hmm. There's different things you can do. You can literally just go for a walk or jog outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, go join a community like let's say in uh, rock climbing or you can literally just go start playing volleyball. And just learn how to do that. Like if you feel like you have a good group of friends that's willing to do something to exercise, do it. Um, You don't need to stay in like the, you know, the gym rat and be like, I have to go lift weights to be, you know, to be healthy. No, you don't need to do that. You just need to be proactive. Go out, exercise. Enjoy the fresh air, mm-hmm. you know, just change up the, uh, the routine. That would be a pretty cool
2: idea also to maybe bring on like some other people who do other things, like, you know, rock climbers, like who've been doing it for years, oh, and, for like sure. how to get yeah. started, right? You mm-hmm. know, so yeah, I mean, I can't wait to see like what you guys got going on, honestly, yeah. with that. So, um, I did want to talk more about like Josh's fight because like we've been busy for like these last two weeks. Um, you know, yeah. we put out an episode last week, um, mm-hmm. you know, in between all these things, but, um, you were busy, you too were busy with Josh's fight, right. you know, which, you know, you won in honestly the first round and yeah, uh, definitely I want to like hear from you, both you guys like, yeah, yeah. Exactly, like oh, how yeah. that way. And then I was busy this last week with my volunteer thing. I'm actually wearing a shirt from it. um, mm-hmm. I was, I so you, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, I yeah. saw some
1: of the images on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, working hard. Yeah, yeah I'm trying. Like, yeah, yeah
2: I'm definitely keeping at it. So yeah,
1: I was like, I, only, I wanted to hate cause,
0: like you, know you I wanted every, to hate. You know how there's always those guys who like see stuff on Facebook and like, why are you posting? You stuff?
2: know, actually, I do want to talk about that. There's always you know? no, there's no, always. No, no. always, like, always like, I definitely want to talk that. about it because like um, that was something I was thinking about too. Like where like I'm taking a lot of pictures, I'm posting this, and like you know, in a way, I'm like, look at me, I'm doing volunteer work, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, like um, I went for a week. Uh, to houston to go do some volunteer work i saw you know i'm not working right now Mm -hmm. um so i was like and i got an opportunity like where hey we need people for a week to go uh volunteer and build houses right so i was like okay cool because apparently they're still destroyed houses from hurricane harvey which was like a year and a half ago at this point and you know i didn't realize myself until i got there where many people are living without houses they're still living in hotels. Um, or, you know, family or whatever and are, are homeless mm-hmm. because it takes a long time to rebuild houses, actually, like where it takes almost 60 to 131 days to rebuild a house. And that's if they have the materials and the support to do that. Yeah. Um. So I went with this one volunteer group uh, called uh, Islamic Relief USA, where um, I had worked with them years ago, um, like for tornado disaster relief mm-hmm. in Oklahoma in 2012. And, um, like they're a good group, like where I joined them cause they taught me CPR and then, um, they, you know, gave up opportunities where I hadn't seen other groups do this, you know? Um, so I joined them with that and then they hit me up, they hit me up every now and then for like local things and national things. And now I actually had the time to go. Nice. So I went and it was a great time and it, we were rebuilding a house. We were actually rebuilding a woman's house, like, uh, this, 50 year old like black woman like who had her house was destroyed like from flood damage yeah. so it had to be like uh gutted from everything and then like it, they put it all together honestly and what i did was painting putting flooring put in doors um what else shims trim you know, a lot of things, a lot of handiwork. You know, I just realized like we don't do a lot of handiwork stuff, yeah. which is fair. You mm-hmm. know, like, luckily we got people for that. But at the, the same whole nine time. whole yards of it. Yeah, bro. it's a I, lot. I hate it, bro. It's a
0: lot. That's what my dad, my dad was like the handy guy. Like, that's what he did. Like, as a job growing up. Yeah. Because like, okay, you got to understand my family is basically Hispanic. He's, <laughs> he's, he's Cuban so like he's always going to be fixing things we, he's always building things building a shed in the bag hey help me with this help me with this yeah so Remember, did you did you do all that stuff yeah with? and I hate it yeah <laughs> that's how I was like I saw God it, was, doing it I was like I can't, was, I can't hate on this it, man it was this hard man it. it was
2: hard like, yeah. cause, like I went with there was like six other people that went to mm-hmm. and all of them were young Muslim young adults Um. so from 18 year old to honestly like 25 and they just volunteered their time and and a lot of them were girls actually and That's amazing. yeah it, it yeah. was it was amazing, amazing. honestly yeah. like it was very inspiring and i learned a lot you know like mm-hmm. handiwork for sure like i yeah. like just the amount of work it goes into that you know like you got to paint up you know you can't mm-hmm. you know like, at first i was like oh you just paint wherever and just try to cover as much paint as possible i was like no <laughs> <laughs> Throw the whole thing on the right wall. honestly like i was like why, <laughs> why not just do that, that? Yeah. right like why am i rolling this paint up here and i was like oh you know, and then you got to paint up and down so you you know even shades of it, right? Yeah, the layers, right? Yeah, exactly. You might have to hit right. it again. Yeah, you got to do yeah. second coat, exactly, right? And that was tough. There was no AC in the house too, so you know, in Houston's humidity inside the house. It, I mean, honestly, thank God it was cloudy mm-hmm. for most of the time, and the weather could be nice, like it was nice every now and then, but like it was tough, like right. where we're inside like a closet that's deep inside the house, and it's just like okay, we just got to paint, and you just have like a like a light that's like burning hot, and it's just. Okay, I gotta paint and just, just do what you, you can. Do it. Yep. Yeah, And then uh, you know, putting in flooring, that was like one of the easy things. Put in the doors and if you mess up the doors where it's slanted and you gotta take the whole door out, right? Ooh. And that happened a few times. <laughs> that, yeah. that does happen yeah. a yeah. lot though. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, it, like I learned a lot about that, but then also like um going with this group, um a group of Muslims that I went mm-hmm. and they honestly like they really inspired me. Like I I'm not planning to convert or anything, but at the same time, like they were very inspiring with like their faith. But then also like their actions too, right? Right. Where um, you know, like they were like they were very tied to like what they like this was a a spiritual moment for them too, right? Mm-hmm. Um and it sort of made me think like, hmm, how many of us like, you know, just non Muslims in America do this? You know, like yeah. do things because like, yeah, the faith really brought us to do this, but not really to convert anybody, just to do good works, right? Right. Um and then also, like, I would just see, like, their actions throughout the whole time, too. Like, where I learned a lot about the Muslim culture. And that was really inspiring. Yeah. But then, uh finally, also, it was just, like, learning about, like, what it takes to do volunteer work, right? And, you know, at first, I I wrestled with myself, like, where I was, like, it, should I be recording this? Should I be taking pictures? Should I just do the work and, this, you know, my reward will be in heaven? But I was, like, no. Honestly, like, I think it's really important that people see what we're doing, Right. Right. It's really important that people talk about this, right? Mm-hmm. And honestly, it is important. I get on my own jock about this, like where it's yeah. like, look, you know, I, I, as much as you know, is like self-aggrandizing, I guess. You know, like um, big words, right? Like as much as you know, like it's, not, it, it,
0: it's it almost like as much as what's the word he's looking for? Uh, it seems like you're you're, you know, kind of trying to build yourself. my own brand, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah.
2: You know, versus like trying to do a good thing for people. Mm-hmm. I think it is important to show people that I'm doing this, you right. know, because otherwise, how will people know, you know, like I think about like, uh you know, like people like giving that money or things to homeless people. Right. And recording that. Right. Mm-hmm. And people will be like, you should just give things to homeless people. But I think that's wrong. A, a bad mindset in a way, because like how many times do we see people do good things, you know, like on, on media. Right. 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 And then how many times do we, you know, even think about like homeless people like that, you know, like even doing good things for homeless people. We usually hear about. Not doing things for homeless people. Don't give people, don't give homeless people money. They're going to use it for drugs or alcohol, right? Mm -hmm. Don't do this for them because, you know, da, 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 you know, it's just sort of like, we don't even talk about like the good or like the ways to do even better. You know, like we always talk about don't, you know, like or is scary or yada, yada. We don't even talk about it, Mm -hmm. you know, and same thing like with this volunteer stuff, like where it's like we don't even talk about what companies are out there doing good things. You Mm -hmm. know, we only talk about, um, that type of deal and you know honestly yeah don't be wrong I, i'm not gonna lie like i do like my own clout to grow from this right you know but at the same time i um i think it is important like where like i had six people ask me what is this and how do they get involved
1: yeah i think it's huge that uh we go out and share these opportunities with mm-hmm. people because honestly i didn't even know Personally, that we were still going over her, like Hurricane Harvey, like I was like, oh really? Like yeah. that was like what year? Two years? Exactly. I, like, I totally forgot about the hurricane. Right? Yeah, me too.
2: And but yeah, people are still suffering from that. And yeah. there are some companies that are out there doing long term relief, trying to rebuild houses that are still destroyed.
1: Mm-hmm. Like you can think of this as like a news source from like let's say like CNN when they record it. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you see the destruction, you see the mishap, mm-hmm. right? And then they go back over and they're like, oh, you know, I see all these rescue teams are trying to help people yeah. cover everything, but then. You lose track of all that. Yes. And then you're not consciously thinking about it. Mm -hmm. But then when you have people that, like, odds will they go out there and just go out and help after, like, a year or two of the destruction, you realize, wow, you know, we need to go back and volunteer. We need to help these people. And it brings awareness. Yeah. You know, because there's so much you know negativity it's like oh, you know, he's just doing it for his own clout yeah. selfishness right exactly. no it's honestly like you need to look at it from a different perspective like mm-hmm. we need to progressively share more of this Yeah. you know uh, someone that's recording that's you know giving back food to a homeless person Yeah. like we shouldn't see that as like negative like oh they just want clout yeah. no, we should see that as like an opportunity like okay let's what, let's,
2: can, what can I do what can we do Well, yeah. you know, like the fact that there are homeless people out there right like, there's
0: no reason to, like and that, that's the, the really good way to put it because like there's no reason to look at it negatively there's no reason like when that. you do look at it negatively you can always look at it as more of a character flaw in yourself yeah i I think so like like,
2: that's a great way to put it like where it's it's like a sort of defense mechanism but you know you're looking at like the worst part of this whole thing like whereas like this honestly like the whole subject matter is like helping out homeless helping out people in need helping out you know like where you know you did see like the sort of negative side of it you know and um i think that's a great way to put it right there
0: yeah we have we had a friend uh in the past who he we, it became very apparent to all of us that one of his character flaws was that he constantly looked at people like that. Mm-hmm. Where, like, if you were doing something, he would kind of throw jokes at you, which sometimes jokes are just cool. Yeah. Like, I, I throw jokes all the time, but like, you could tell when it's like, you're kind of mad that we're doing things that you're not doing. And you could be doing them, but you're just not doing them. It's like a mm-hmm. coping mechanism
1: for yeah. it. Yeah. Like it's it's like, a way for him to kind of get it out without sounding. Pessimistic about it. Or Dang, it's nice negative.
0: to have a smart guy
2: on on the podcast. Yeah, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. No, We're all just, smart.
0: We're all smart. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's, it's definitely an issue because it's like it became a, almost a strain in the relationship. Like now we we rarely chew with him honestly because yeah. it's like you don't need that negativity. Like no. you'll be you'll he seems like a good friend up until you go and do something, and mm-hmm. then when you go do something, it's it becomes kind of like oh wow you're doing that. You know, Oh shit, you're doing like yeah, yeah, Yeah. we're doing that. We're that's exactly what we're doing. Yeah, absolutely. If you could just
1: imagine, like, let's say your Facebook wall is just negative things. Mm -hmm. Like how, you know, something's getting destroyed, there's a fire of somewhere, people are dying here, animals are getting killed here. Imagine if that was your whole wall.
2: Yeah. Like and for many people, I think it is. Like, like do you
1: want to see that every day? No, I mean, like, like no. it's
2: politics and death and murder and just like a
1: lot of bad shit like, going they're, on. They're both important. It's important to see the destruction, yes. the chaos mm-hmm. of the world, but it's also important to see the beauty and the reconstruction. Yeah, of the exactly. Chaos, the solutions, right? Right? bro. Look at exactly. That. You know, that's funny.
0: That's actually a, a part of. Um, there was a study done that I was actually going into earlier this year. I want to say, mm-hmm. but they were talking about exactly that. I'm sorry, exactly that, where they were saying. Um, how people's news feeds keep feeding them negative uh, things and it actually affects their actual oh, for sure. uh, mm-hmm. way of thinking in mm-hmm. just normal day life. Yeah. And not that that was managed. because it's, it's something we already know, but it's like just saying it makes it like that much more apparent. Yeah, because
1: yeah. if you look at like child development, like if you put them in a broken home and you put them in a position to where it's like chaos, constant in their life, what do they expect from that? Awesome. Their expectation is chaos. Mm-hmm. So what do you expect them to come out of that? I would, I, I hopefully, I wouldn't expect, you know, negativity. Chaotic, yeah, but, but realistically, yeah. They're yeah. going to do uh, like criminal activity, chaotic things yeah. that cause destruction, probably manipulation of people, right? So you don't want that. So why don't we just start progressing like more positivity, like understanding like, yeah, there is stuff like that, but there's also good things. Absolutely. And let's so those, that. Show
0: those same kids like something that's like not what they're seeing every day. Yeah. especially if what they see on their news feed is also chaotic behavior and they're living in a chaotic situation already mm-hmm. show them something else like hey there is a part of the world that we just do this and like hopefully that kid can aspire to be that yeah think like- that's
1: cool like, what if there was uh, more YouTube channels that were more dedicated to, uh, to, like, content that was actually going back and helping communities? True. Yeah, sure. It's clout, yeah. for sure. But they're also raising awareness. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say if God's Will's, like, volunteer work was mm-hmm. recorded on that YouTube channel and they constantly show people volunteering and doing things and raising awareness. Yeah. Like, you oh, would... That's a good idea. You right would there. have that perspective of, hey, I'm going to go back and I'm going to try to help. Like, this not, is a great idea, But right? not the way those those those
0: those lame sides do. You know the ones where you go to church and, like, they play, like, in the eyes? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, can we not do that? Animal
1: planet yeah. yeah bro
0: The eyes of the age They yeah, like A bunch of children Who just broke like yeah. I was like come on man like yeah, This gets really cheesy After a while It does honestly. Yeah cause
1: it's a matter Of perspective right Like I can make This situation sad Or I can make the situation hopeful yeah, Right positive, Like if I go back And I can show Like energetic music And yeah. you know Effort and work you know, I don't need to put a sad dog. I can put a dog that's working to become back where, you know, he he went through this chaotic scene yeah. with an owner mm-hmm. and now he's back to normal. Like yeah. Now he's shown his progress and you're like, wow, this is beautiful. Like he's he's in a better state, Dang, right? And like that's that. what we want. Right? I
2: like that mindset. And also, yeah, I guess like yeah, showing the like the steps on it and like the mm-hmm. way that people can get involved. The growth. Yeah, yeah honestly. Like it, I think it is scary to be like, oh, we're going to help people, you know, in Houston, right? Just say that concept out there. But like mm-hmm. if you don't have like a method. To do that, right? Right. Or even like, you know, if you don't have time, I don't blame people who don't have time. You know, we have full time jobs, and I'm lucky that I got to do this because, right? You know, I'm not working right now. But at the same time, it is like, how can people just sort of daily, you know, maybe give one day at a time, or you know, even give money or something like that? You yeah, know? like get involved, right? If you
0: can help, help, and if you can't help, don't let the guilt make you angry. And- yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. So it's cynical, yeah. So become cynical, like where like you just. Um, Sort of shit on like whatever good opportunities are out there. Yeah, or good because yeah. you didn't do them. them. Like Just, you didn't get yeah. that. Like, mm-hmm. like
1: my uh, my thing is living in the in the presence of now, mm-hmm. like mindfulness, like understanding where you're around, what you can do to fix what's going on around you, yeah. and how to live in the present moment. Yeah, you know, because we're all focused in the future. Like, oh, you know, if I do this, this is what's going to happen to this or that's. We don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. What we do know is what we could do now. Yeah, right. That's the present moment. Mm-hmm. So if we can give back to people, share something that can help. You know, provide information to people or you know, just going out to the community and just giving back. That's yeah. massive.
2: Right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, I, I feel pretty good about this whole thing. I'm glad, I'm glad you guys are on the same wavelength right mm-hmm. there. Um, and yeah, definitely like these two organizations I worked with, Islamic Relief USA mm-hmm. and um, SBP USA. So, um, SBP stands for St. Bernard Program, I believe. Yeah, like where mm-hmm. um, they started in Louisiana and then they just are nationwide. And same thing for Islamic Relief. Um, both Nationwide programs that have local uh, programs that do just good work honestly um right. and you know Islamic relief I'm not Muslim but I you know has I mean, been a great uh has been a great opportunity honestly like you know for people multi-faiths um to get involved you know right yeah. to work together yeah right. exactly yeah you know, I think the
0: relief part was an important part not the Islamic part much, yeah although uh, yeah the Islamic part is
2: important though because like um I think it's really important especially now unfortunately for Muslims to be showing out. Uh, doing great things, you know, mm-hmm. like true, where true, true. you know, everyone just wants to talk about um Sharia law and da 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 da, you know, like I i have one uh conservative friend on my um Facebook, like or I remember seeing like him and his followers or his friends getting scared of Sharia police after the Queensland um the Queensland shooting that happened, you know, the Christchurch shooting, right? Mm-hmm. Um and you know, even though it sort of makes sense for like them to be able to have their own security force, but you know, people saw that as a thing of fear. Right. Um, and unfortunately, you know, like you got to show like people of color doing good things, you know, mm-hmm. uh, they can sort of concentrated good goodness, you know, like oh hey, black people aren't scary, well, Muslims aren't scary, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, um, you know, I think it is important, yeah, because
1: mm-hmm. that goes back to the whole thing, like where you see on your Facebook wall your Instagram feed, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you, all, you don't want to be constantly seeing like negativity and feedback because then that gives you one face perspective right there's yeah. this annoying
0: there's, there's this annoying like thing we do okay so one of the things that people do in general they try to like they try to really protect their psyches and when I say not I guess psyches a little bit uh, yeah bigger, so com- it's yeah. Yeah, yeah term but it, it's like they want to protect their their way of thinking yeah mm-hmm. and they do it subconsciously all the time and one of the, the most annoying ways because it, it, this goes back in the same defense mechanism we just talked about where you do this thing where uh, something didn't go the way you thought it was or we'll say someone did something that you you know in your head, you're like, oh, fuck, well, I'm not doing anything. So it immediately, your first response is like, oh, he's just showing off. That's your response. Right. Like, you try to defend yourself in your head immediately without having to even think about it. And uh, there's this thing they do with, with black people, too, where, um, and I'm sure almost every black listener that's ever, you know, who's over the age of 15 has experienced at least once, especially if you're living in the suburbs at this point. Right. Where if you do something nice, like, because, you know, y'all know me really well. I'm not really on my Facebook trying to act tough. Like, I'm literally posting pictures with kids and shit all the time. And I've gotten that a couple times. I, mean, I had it from a member who I was actually teaching martial arts to mm-hmm. where she was like, oh, well, Josh isn't black. That happened? Uh, yeah, and you, you know yeah, the member uh, too. Yeah, it's I, one of those I, things I was like... I feel that, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, so what you just did is like, in your mind, black people are somewhat of a negative yeah, thing. Tough, she just devalued you. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and because mm-hmm. I'm not acting very negative on my Facebook, I'm very open about you know what I love and who who I'm out here mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. Uh It's like in, instead of just thinking about that, her initial thing was to defend her psyche and be like he's not like them. Yeah. It's not that versus like they're not reconfiguring
2: bad. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like yeah, like uh, black people as a whole aren't bad people, like, you know, just inherently or whatever, right?
1: Right. Yeah, he's like different.
2: It, exactly he's different, so he's one of us. And, or, and that though. bothered
1: me
0: so like that still bothers me. And I yeah. never confronted her really about it, but it was like one of those things where it's like I still love her. Yes. And she's dope. Mm-hmm. But it's just like that that threw me off a little bit. I was like, okay, like I'm not better than the people that I like, you know, that I'm with. It's just You're just seeing this one side because you don't associate yourself with the rest of them.
1: Yeah, because I believe truly it's like it's important to recognize that we're all different. Genetically, we are all different, right? Mm -hmm. You know, we have like, you know, for let's say for skin, it's like the melanin, right? We have different activation of it, right? So like mine is not as active because I'm extremely white, right? But it's also important to realize that that doesn't describe your personality or your traits. Mm -hmm. That describes from who you are as a person, right? So it's important to recognize both. So like when people say like, I don't see color, well, you're wrong because we're different, right? So we need to recognize that we are different and then we have to recognize that each one of us is an individual. So who we are as a person does not determine who we are reflected as a full community. Mm -hmm. So that's completely devaluing to Josh, right? So we have to value that he is a good person, that he's doing this, but he is also black, right? So we don't have to see that perspective like, oh, a black guy is doing good. It's he's doing good. Right. Yeah, Josh, so you, the individual. Uh-huh. Yeah, he is the individual that's doing well, yeah. helping others. One right? thing
2: I think about it with is like you you can take like the color and like the the background into uh you know as a part of the whole. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that like people want to be treated as individuals, where it's like, yeah, see, I am black and I'm Nigerian, but don't limit your your what you think of me only to that. You know, right, like where right. it's like there's so much more to me. Like, yeah, that's a part of me. Like. I, you know, for people who to say, like, oh, I'm not black, you know, that definitely takes away from my experience. Of you know, who you who are I as a am. person. Exactly. Right. Right. That's
1: like saying, like, oh, I'm not white because, mm-hmm. you know, I can do this. It's yeah. like, no, I'm white. Mm-hmm. But I did build up certain, like, talents and traits to this yeah. to where it makes me good at this. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah, absolutely right there. You know.
2: That's some good philosophy right there. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, now I definitely want to go back to you guys again, right, uh, the fight. So haven't talked about the fight yet. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's okay. Yeah. So, like, leading up to the fight, like, how was that? Like, it was a lot better this time around, right? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. This is uh, this is uh, cause like, so one of our things is like, we're we're using these fights to really gauge exactly what we're doing, because when we uh decide to go all the way with it, we need to make sure that we're a finished product. We want to be a lot higher. Like, we want. It's almost like farming. We're in the the first world and we're just farming the fuck out of it and making sure everything is tight and all the bolts and everything are perfect. So um we've gotten our nutrition down we we even have like our numbers down so he knows exactly how much i can eat mm-hmm. uh, consistently yeah, yeah every day he's like yo you're eating this much today hey adjust it you're eating 100 calories less today i'm like okay he's like this is how much water you're taking today okay i got it so um we have everything down to like it's very specific data and he has all the data it's amazing mm-hmm. um and, and we've also learned what i am capable of doing um we've accepted a fight the only loss we have in our record right now is the fight that we accepted the second fight, yeah yep. And we accepted the fight, and I was it was my hubris, um, but a lot of it was also just a lot of I guess uh, you
2: just didn 't really know honestly right
0: yeah, a lot of it was that too, because I definitely believed in myself, which was great. I'd won the first fight uh dominantly, uh, and then I went into the second fight, and uh they called me in three days or three weeks' notice mm-hmm. and we lost like twenty six pounds in three weeks, and even I had asked even ahead of time, I was like, "Hey, can I do this?" and I literally was on the phone with the guy because like. I put him on hold and called even I was like "Yo, can I take this fight and even was like you can but it's going to be rough and I was like ah okay like I can do it mm-hmm. like in my head I'm like I could do anything so I, I took it and my calorie count was like 1400 which is like something while working out yeah while
2: working out yeah. So something like, like when people eat 2000 or post eat 2000 right
0: at least
1: well it's it's the rate of effort of making sure that his body fat would decrease to a certain point so he doesn't have to over because typically you don't want to lose over 10 percent of your body weight in water okay because then you start getting to like a medical person like perspective of like now you have to get hospitalized to get that hydration back right wow so at that point i was like we shouldn't do this because it's too late of a notice mm-hmm. three weeks to lose a lot of weight uh, medically speaking, like that's not what you want to do. Uh, but he, you know, Josh feeling, you know, 100% on it. He wanted to do it. And I was like, I can't stop him. But like, you know, I was like, we really shouldn't do it. Like we can do it. It's possible. But just because it's possible doesn't mean that it's efficient. Right. Yeah, right. So you need a good quality, like a good enough time to make sure that the body is able to adjust to that slowly. A, you know, muscularly making sure that his muscle mass is still being retained while losing that body fat percentage in a nice, slow, consistent rate, making sure that he's eating enough. Like, this time he was eating about, like, 2,500 calories. Yeah. like Going so much better. He was eating a sufficient amount of calories while being able to lose about, like, 0.5% of his total body weight uh, per week. So, he was losing about close to, like, maybe, like, 0.8 to, like, 1.1 pounds per week. So, it's a very slow, consistent rate, right? And then... Once we got to that rate down, like over eight weeks, then we got to the position of being like what six days out. We did the water load, making sure that he was feeling extremely hydrated. So water loading is the kind, like what you do is you drink a ton of
0: water. And this isn't something you should do to lose weight. This is mm-hmm. for sports specific. You drink a lot of water. Your body starts peeing a bunch of water out. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, we have a lot of extra water here. It starts pissing out. Um, as you get closer to the fight, you start drinking less water. But your body is still thinking you're going to get a lot. So you keep peeing out as if you're drinking a ton of water, but you're not anymore. So you end mm-hmm. up just losing a bunch of water weight oh. immediately. And yeah. we do that at the, la- the very end, and then we sweat out and go to the sauna, things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah. it's like he knows. Um. I mean, this is for anybody talking to athletes. I'm I'm sure it's for athletes across the board, uh. But fighters specifically, there's a there's there's just like this mentality of like, it's not always the safest mentality because two fighters just died this last week. Mm. but it's like, you don't want to quit. Yeah, he he always...
2: posted like a video of like w- the trainer stopping the one fight. Right. And he died mm-hmm. the next morning anyway. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. That
0: was, he was 28. He just, man, that was last week he died. Man. Yeah. Um, and it was just one of those things. It's like, it's hard to tell us to not like that. We can't do something, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, I, I don't think that's just me. I think that's a, that goes for a lot of fighters. Mm-hmm. Like, we all really believe in our ability to do it. We wouldn't be doing it.
2: Yeah. Do you think it was a good idea to, I mean, like, looking back, like, hindsight, do you think it was a good idea to do that? I, I personally think it was, like, because now we
0: know. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It, well, because it worked out the way it did. Now we, because, okay, for people who don't know, in the second fight, um, I got touched, like, twice. And my whole brain shut off. And I was out for, how long was I asleep for?
1: Uh, I think it was for, like, maybe, like, less than 10 seconds. Yeah. you just out cold. And then they got you up and we walked you out and it probably took maybe like a good like hour, two hours for you to really just get everything processing again. Yeah. yeah your I didn't remember what time. happened
0: when it happened. Um, And I was out for uh, like, he hit me with a punch, which was a good punch, mm-hmm. but it was like I, my body went limp. Like I was out. It wasn't like I was staggering. I was just dead yeah. for a second. And um, that happens because the last thing to rehydrate in your body is your brain. And your brain, you like if your brain's hitting the side of your skull, if you get hit with a big impact, that's yeah. where a concussion gets caused. Yeah. Well, I clearly had a big concussion because uh, I was medically uh, not cleared for like six months to fight. And that's why there was a big gap.
1: Yeah. So it's like um, there's, a, there's a layer of meninges, right? So that's like the little protective layer that's uh, kind of cushiony that keeps the, the brain afloat in the skull. Um, and once your brain actually... It's the point where it actually makes contact with a hard surface, like let's say the skull, um, slides out. So that's where you get that. It turns concussion. you off because like, whatever you're
0: doing is hurting it. So it turns you off. Yeah. And um, like will said, though, I think it, it overall it helped us because we've learned what where our boundaries are. And I've learned that, you know, uh, I knew I was human before, but it's even more so ingrained in me now. I'm like, Yo, yeah. Oh, yeah, I need to be aware that I can't do these things. My, like my body can't keep up with my, my mentality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I need to be aware of that. Like, they need to be synced up. So, yeah. my mentality has now changed to where I feel like I'm older now. Like, mm-hmm. I'm very much like, cause there's, there's still guys in my gym, and I'm not gonna call anybody out on a podcast, but there's still guys in my gym, and they're like, oh, bro, you gotta, you gotta work out every day. You gotta do this. You gotta, you gotta push it. I do, I do 30 laps. Why are you doing thirty laps of the track, bro? Like, yeah. We're not running. We're not running a marathon. Like mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> we're right. about to fight. Yeah. Like time yourself. Like to what
2: point is it just like trying to show off for pride? And, exactly. Like, yeah, like, is it actually like making you a better person? Right? It yeah. seems like
0: he's just talking at this point. And I'm honestly like, with even it's all science. Like he's like, hey, we're gonna run twelve times today, and we're gonna do thirty-five second break today, and then we're gonna shut, uh, cut that break down next time to thirty seconds. Mm-hmm. And he's really, even's really making me like he's showing me. Um, the scientific part of this, it's not all about hard work. Cause when I was younger, I was definitely in that rock Lee mindset where <laughs> just I keep was
2: doing it. Cause keep going, right?
0: Yeah, dude. Uh, I was doing some crazy numbers. I was 15 doing, I think 205 pushups at one point. straight, that's, wow, that's like lot. straight. It was straight. You can, you can ask Izzy on this straight 205 pushups just watching TV and I just do them. And I kept, cause I was like trying to get stronger and I, It wasn't gonna actually help me like that. Mm -hmm. It helped my physique, I guess. (laughs) It didn't help me as far as strength after a while. But that's my mindset, and I'm learning that like there's a a specific way to do everything correctly. Yeah, and um, going into these new fights, like Gazal said, I don't, I don't take away, I don't want to take away from what we did. Mm -hmm. I'm happy it happened now. Yeah, so it didn't happen later. We didn't accept that championship fight on two weeks notice like, we could do it yeah i was surprised
2: like oh like when we we're at the fight like how they were saying like some people were taking fights immediately after this or like a week later i'm like whoa that sounds it's extremely dangerous yeah
1: um, like you can see even in the uh, ufc like uh for instance like max holloway that recently fought and uh, defended his belt uh there's points where he was going to accept the fight within like two weeks and he's not he's medically not cleared with the doctor saying it's not healthy right because there's mm-hmm. a certain extent to where like the human body just cannot push yourself at that level because you will be hospitalized yeah and that's the thing it's like being a trainer and being a coach it's uh it's finding that control between you and your athlete and being able to communicate like sometimes like let's say like josh is like super eager and super good like you know the training's been extremely consistent his fatigue is extremely low and his performance and his fitness is extremely high and he's like i want to do more i want to do more i want to keep doing this i want to do that and it's like you have to find a way to communicate and tell him like you can't yeah you know there's there's a system behind it. it's Mm -hmm. the same thing when you watch the boxing match with the fighter the boxer that passed away his trainer was begging him to stop yeah and a lot of people don't realize is being a coach it's it's extremely difficult at times to stop your athlete from doing things right stop them from you know because he, he he knew he, he couldn't keep going but the boxer that he wanted to keep fighting he wanted yeah. to keep going he wasn't even paying attention to his coach and the coach is begging him begging him begging him he's like mm-hmm. even in the interview he's like i rather hate him want him to hate me today and love me tomorrow, yeah. right? Because I don't want him to sacrifice everything for one fight. Yeah, unfortunately, right?
2: that's what happened. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah,
0: I feel like people forget that this is like, uh, it's a dream to a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It's its like some people, yeah, we'll put in more work than the others, but at the end of the day, like, we're going in there because we, we want to accomplish something. We, we've worked so hard to it. it. It's hard to tell guys that they just, we're, I'm stopping the fight for you. Like, mm-hmm. that's, that's always going to be a hard situation yeah, it hurts, to put yeah. in. Uh-huh you know yeah. what I mean yeah. it's
1: it's the same thing like when we were in the position of accepting the fight in three weeks like I was very like hesitant to even say like anything I was like I really don't know i I don't think this would be a good idea yeah like it just you know everything that I'm thinking about like it's just not effective and it's not efficient yeah um and that's the thing with like a lot of people a lot of wrestlers a lot of uh, fighters, a lot of will well, they'll just do things like in like a week's or two weeks time and just lose a massive amount. Like when I was doing, when I do my constant research, like I'll just go up and read some articles where I'll see people lose 30 pounds within a week. Wow. And I'm like, that's that excessive amount. is going to be shit. Yeah, it's yeah. an excessive amount and you are pushing the limit of your own body. Like you will, the, the high able probability to do something of this and, is death. Yeah. Like, like you can push yourself to a point where you just cannot come back. Right? So you have to be very careful in understanding like how far you can push the system. And it's like seeing these articles is interesting because it's like you'll see these guys be like, yeah, I lost 25 pounds in a week, 30 pounds in a week, or you can lose 15 to 20 pounds within like two days. And it's like true, you can't, but it's not healthy and you should hide these articles. You should push them away. Like You should promote people to be at a healthier range. Like we have a set range for Josh to sit around like 190 to 195 and be at least 8 to 10 weeks out so we can slowly bring him back down to where he needs to be. And then do the water cut to where it's not anything aggressive. Like you'll lose maybe like six to seven pounds of just just normal sweating. Mm-hmm. And we'll do that over a period of just urination, and then also being in the sauna, or not in the sauna, but the hot hot bath and uh, nice you know, like hot humid area. Secrets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's actually no. It's you'll be surprised. <laughs> so that, yeah. It's halfway, out there on the internet, right? right. No, um, like so. Like there's different ways to do it, and you know, like when we're in the actual like position of sweating. He loses maxing like three to four pounds, honestly, compared to the amount that he just urinates. So it's like, it's not as aggressive as you see, like, these other fighters where they're losing, like, excessive, like, 15 pounds. Like, they're losing close to, like, 10 to 15% of their own body weight, which is extremely crazy. And then you'll see them get on these scales and you see them, like, they can't even walk. They're not conscious. Like, they're, like, Max Holloway in the last one. Like, he had to strip down, down to his underwear and you can just see how his body was just caved in. He felt, he looked so fragile. Oh, he started slurring his words and shit. Yeah. It wasn't his
0: last fight, but it was like two fights ago. Yeah, and it's just like...
1: They canceled the fight,
0: yeah. Because and you, for that, yep, he was slurring his words. Like they had an interview, where he just came. He's about to go on the scale, and he was like kind of slurring and shit. And he looked like he was tired. Mm-hmm. And they were like, they they canceled it like the day of, and, and the UFC was pretty mad. Yeah, yeah,
2: I mean, also to get to that point, and then just to not be able to to, mm-hmm. to make it, right? But Lord yeah. free, he
0: gets hit by something hard and just dies.
2: Yeah, that's you know right. I mean? yeah, for the best. But exactly. Yeah, because yeah. like, now it, you, all around disappointing.
1: Right, because now you look at the long term damage of like CT, right? So it's like now he has prolonged brain damage because of that hit. Because of his weight cut that he progressed through that. So it's like, where do you measure the line, right, for these fighters? Because it is a career. This is how they pay their bills. So when do you tell them that they can't fight? Because now he doesn't get a paycheck, right? And now you postpone, like, people watching it. Everyone's just like, the hype is gone, right? And now it starts affecting the promotion. Yeah. Right? So now it becomes an issue. So now that's that's the whole argument of, like, weight classes. Yeah. Right? yeah. Should you have them or should you increase them? Should you do different ways of weight cutting to prevent this? Yeah. Right? Because it's, it's consistently happening across the board from, in like, all different, like, backgrounds of fighters in different parts of the world. It's the same thing.
2: Why are there weight classes? Like, to keep things fair, I guess, or what?
0: It's, it's like, the weight classes, so, with, when, it, when it comes to, to these sports specifically, like, there's, having weight adds power to everything you do. Or uh, you can only imagine if you're a 100, well, we'll say you're 245 pounds, which mm-hmm. is like a heavyweight, like a really good heavyweight fighter, like 245. Mm-hmm. You can't have him fight someone who's 155, we'll say God's no. weight. Mm-hmm. Because even if Godzilla has more technique and everything, that guy has to hit Godzilla one good time, God's <laughs> Godzilla might just be like, dead.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah.
0: And uh, anyone who's like, well, you know, you got to be faster than him. Like, That's a really trivial, old school way of thinking, because like... Mike Tyson's fast as fuck. Mm. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? And
2: he's heavyweight.
0: And he's heavyweight. yeah. If Mike Tyson hits you, mm-hmm. dead. I don't know how fast you thought you were. You're right. He was
2: slumping. He was slumping. Heavyweights too. Yeah. yeah. He
0: was putting heavyweights down with one hit. One hit. hit. Uh-huh. Like. Those hooks are. Like, those I can only imagine if he game. hit a guy who was one fifty. Yeah. And now, and now we're adding uh, wrestling to it. Now we have mixed martial arts. So you can add wrestling, yeah. all the grappling. If you have a two hundred fifty pound guy on top of you, mm-hmm. if not just to say like
2: weight on top of a person, right? Yeah,
0: he you, dude, your chest is going to be just like oh shit. Uh-huh. Like so, we got to have it towards, you know, different weight classes. But there's different ways to do it. Like I know there's one championship uh, who they do uh, or where they do um, hydration tests. Mm-hmm. Outside the fight, they make sure that your your body, like two weeks out and then a week out, get to make sure that you're hitting a certain mark. Like, they check your body weight, they see how much of that is water, and they make sure that you are above a certain limit. Mm-hmm. So, every fighter kind of goes up a weight class. Like, I'd be a 185er. Okay. Because then I'd be healthy all the time instead of 170. Yeah. Which I think would be cool. Yeah. Because then I'd be able to eat during Thanksgiving and shit. <laughs>
2: um, yeah, I remember, like, last year, like, as you were doing your third fight, right? Yeah. You couldn't eat for Thanksgiving or for your birthday.
0: That shit sucked. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, uh, the one, one cool thing, too, you can do is uh, you can do, like, refeeds. So, let's refeeds. say. Refeeds yeah. are the best. So We started doing it for this fight camp, and I loved it. <laughs> yeah. So, like, let's say that your calorie intake for a whole week from Monday through Sunday is 2,000 calories, right? Now, let's say if I take out 100 calories from, let's say, Monday all the way to Saturday, right? Or we could say it's a Friday, right? So, that's five days. That's 500 extra calories that I can input on Saturday, now, I could take that, and he can eat an extra at 500 calories, so now his calorie intake is 2,500. Or I can distribute it between two days, and he can have, let's say, like 2,250 between the two days of Saturday and Sunday. So now he's getting to eat more. Psychologically, he feels better, more prepared. Um, his body is feeling fuller. His satiety levels are back to normal. Because and it,
0: that's the thing. I think if people forget, like, eight weeks out from a fight, like, I'm not eating a lot of food, and all my food is planned out pre, like ahead of time. It becomes really mundane and really boring to eat chicken and Whatever, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like whenever he would give me a refeed day on the weekend specifically, he'd be like, all right. For, for us, it was like, hey, you're going to get 2,500 calories. Don't worry about the macros so much. So then for that one day or that one weekend, it was a weekend up until like the last two, three weeks. Mm-hmm. For that Saturday, Sunday, he'd be like, hey, you get 2,500 calories. And I'd be like, oh, shit. So then I would like really <laughs> like – It was like the ball was – Yeah, oh, I see
2: floor. you salivate. Yeah. Like, yeah. Honestly, like you were like, oh, my gosh, I'm about to get a cookie from QT.
0: Yeah, yeah bro. Uh, I'd be like, how much is a cookie? 500 so like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I would just, I'd be eating all the shit that I wasn't able to eat throughout the week and make my, like, and then by Monday, even like, how do you feel? I'm like, I feel great. Like, I feel amazing. And that would go right back to that whole process of eating the same thing over, yeah. and, over. and but and there's,
1: there's a lot of research that goes yeah. back into it where people that have had refeed days actually um, fall into a better consistent rate of loss versus if you don't have any refeeds. Yeah, so it's a little bit easier for your body to kind of maintain and handle that position of that calorie deficit.
2: Is that just for fighters or for everybody? For everybody, for okay. so yeah. everybody. Yeah.
1: So it's important to have those refuels. So if you're going to go into calorie deficit, don't be in a, don't be in a such a strict position because one of the biggest things to anything when it sticks to programming of nutrition or training is adherence, right? So adherence is we can stick to. Uh, so if you can't so stick a to same. a certain schedule or a certain routine, it's not going to work for mm-hmm. you. Why? Because it's excessive amount of stress. Mm-hmm. The more stress you put to your body, the worse you get. Right. And it's going to cause issues for the rest of your life. So my biggest cue of strategy for this fight is to make this thing as least as stressful as possible for Josh mm-hmm. to make sure that he's being able to do the effective training. He's not staying in the gym for too long. He's getting the most efficient amount of training. Um, when he's going into his MMA stuff versus his strength conditioning stuff. And then when he had, when he's going back home and he's eating his food, that he's able to eat sufficient food that's, you know, not financially like a burden to him mm-hmm. and to also make sure that he's eating foods that he's, still used to so he's still acclimated to so he's not eating like foods it's like he's never eaten before he's like I really hate this it doesn't taste good right he's still able to adjust and be able to eat foods that he's still familiar with right because he's had days where he would eat like a cookie or two we just put that into the macros. It's like, okay, you know, you had to take that break. You had to get that, you know, that that sweet feeling out of your system. Mm-hmm. So it's like we're not gonna penalize it, like I'm not gonna just, you know, drench them in this like negativity. It's like, okay, cool, we did that. How do you feel? You feel better? Okay, cool, let's go back into this. Because it's like that's the biggest thing when it comes to science and when it comes to like working with people is how do you apply it? Right? Because yeah. you can't go just Actual straight from the books, just, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have to go with things that's flexible, right? Because I don't want to just make it... I, I could do this you know, ridiculous training program that you know no one can follow. Yeah. But if no one can follow it, then what's the point? What's the point? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That
2: makes yeah, a lot of sense. It
0: needs to make sense. And I mean, it worked out um, because during this next fight, we fought two times after that loss and we won both those fights. And the last fight was the title fight. Mm-hmm. So we ended up getting so the title. How
2: did the fight go?
0: This fight that just happened? Yeah. Oh, my God. So Godzilla... I love Godl because he asked that question, knowing damn well he was right there, but he he he's he, not do, for me he's doing he's, he's doing good interview questions, I like it, I like it, um but essentially, um the fight we got there, and okay, so here's how to start well, you know I'm, I'm not even gonna start there. We got in the fight, and me and even had planned everything out ahead of time, mm-hmm. um every aspect of that fight like we had been because the thing is when it comes to the actual technique of fighting, Evan's even's not as as I am right of course mm-hmm. um, but when it comes to the, prepping my body he is mm-hmm. so because he's with me he's watching everything he knows like he trusts me in my room and i trust him in his and we come together and make this really nice fine-tuned machine and it kind of came into this thing where like we knew what the guy liked. we watched film me and him went over the step we studied it he went to throw his right hand that was his everything like he was like his jab hand or his left hand his weak hand. he kind of just tosses it out there to set you up to throw his big bomb of his right and that we knew it was going to happen mm-hmm. uh his grappling didn't look that great his striking didn't look that great, to be completely honest. Um, but it's like, we were like, well, he also throws that random right roundhouse, which yeah. is a roundhouse is a kick that, with your right leg, you'll just throw it up at the head or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But he would consistently throw it to the head randomly. Yeah, like, like, it's just kind of offbeat. Chuck Norris' go to move, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so we were kind of ready. We were like, okay, everything, all his big weapons are on his right side. All right. He doesn't know how to set things up very well. He's kind of rudimentary in his striking, and his grappling's not very good. We beat him everywhere. Mm-hmm. But. Somehow this man is five and one. Let's play it safe Mm -hmm. because clearly he's doing something right. Mm -hmm. So um, we didn't notice that his cardio did tend to fade. He's been in a lot of three-round fights. He had never fought for a title before. So he'd been in a lot of three-round fights, and he tended to get tired midway through round two. Right. Um, So these are the things we knew. Going in and watching the film, On like we had two fights we were able to watch consistently. So we were preparing for the right hand. I came up with a bunch of strategies of what we were going to do and implement on that right hand. We had stepping outside with the right roundhouse to the leg. So he would throw his right hand, and we would smash his leg in as soon as he threw the right hand. Because if you're going to throw a big right hand, you have to plant your feet. If you plant your feet, your weight is distributed in your legs, which means if I cut those legs while all the weight's there, it hurts like a motherfucker. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we basically took a step out did the right roundhouse, or we had a step out, throw the right hand over his right hand. We had a lot of little things. We were going to take him down at one point, Mm -hmm. go under the punch. We had a lot of different strategies. We, We actually have videos on that of us uh, practicing those in the back room. Yeah. Like God's it all will. came yeah right to, yeah, Godzilla God, yeah. has footage of us practicing right before we went out to the fight. We're like just practicing everything, all the different options we had ran through in our head. Mm-hmm. And then the night before the fight, Godzilla and us we were playing Smash Bros. and Evil was like, hey man, when he's in the clinch, clinch being when he grabs you and you're standing up, it's like grappling while standing. That's called a clinch. Uh, even was like, when he's in the clinch, he tends to not, he tends to drop his hands when he exits, when he leaves the clinch. Um, And I was like, oh shit, well, what else does he do? We realized that he throws knees a lot. Mm-hmm. So we were like, okay, we got to prepare for those knees. So we then, that same time, we stopped playing Smash Bros. And then we started working yeah. on uh, what to do, how to address the knees. I knee. kept playing Smash Bros, I think. <laughs> <laughs> we actually have a video of that too of us addressing the knees, mm-hmm. uh, working with Sam. We brought Sam in, and he's just one of our good friends. And uh, I was like, already coming up with strategies about his knees. Mm-hmm. So everything was being uh, ad- drilled in my head constantly. Uh, The night, the day of the fight, which is the very next morning, we got the fight. Um, We walk out, you know, he's talking about knocking me out round one or something from what I understand. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay.
1: Honestly, that was his biggest mistake because as soon as they announced that he was going to do a first or second round knockout, that's when I looked at Josh and I was like, slip the right hand. Because he's going to try to finish me quick. So that's, that's basically what she told me.
0: Yeah, because like when they were asking me the day before, you remember, yeah. when they were asking me, they were trying to do an interview with me, and they were like, So just give us that, What what are you, you going to do? And I was like, I'd rather not talk about that shit. Yeah. Like, why would I, why would I tell y'all? Like, I was like, Y'all played this before the fight? Why would I say this? Like, when you <laughs> ever
1: seen like a UFC fight, we're like, Okay, Connor McGregor, what are you going to do for this fight? Well, I'm going to throw my left hook. No, he listen. Never does they'll, that. they'll
0: say that. Yeah. They'll say that shit, but it's like for me, it's like never made sense to me. I've always been like, wow, I'm gonna keep all could my you, cards too. Could you maybe like say something like
2: ridiculous, like where I was like, I'm gonna walk up the cage and then do like, Boy, I'm a, about to get my get a guile, a guile <laughs> flip or something like that. I don't no, right?
1: A falcon punch or something. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Just throw the right hand. Yeah, mm, yeah I just want a new fire completely.
2: comes out the, my hand, right? <laughs> yeah, I think you should do that. You know, just <laughs> do something like nerdy or bro, ridiculous. <laughs> Doking this man. Very <laughs> no,
1: bro. I'm saying like tattoo the right hand with like flames. You're right. <laughs> uh, going
2: on my kamehameha. Yeah, you bro. won't ever see this coming.
0: Well, <laughs> we got in there, and I like—I like being that blank canvas where he doesn't know what the hell I'm about to do because I can yeah. do anything. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, so it's like we got there, and he apparently because I haven't seen the video because I was in the back, mm-hmm. but everyone was saying that he thought that I was gonna or the, the promoter of the fight, Craig, he was actually saying that he thought I was gonna strike him. He's like he thought I was a strict striker. Mm-hmm. And I that, that's what everyone thought originally, but I can do it like we've been developing. We can do everything now. Mm-hmm. So basically my style now is just to do whatever you can do. Yeah. <laughs> whatever you don't do is what I do. I think I they got
1: that uh, idea because probably from your physique that they saw that, you know, if he's that strong, if he's that quick, if he's that big, why would you go to the ground? Yeah. Right. He's trying to knock you out. Right. And I, my, my,
0: I have that TKO finish. Yeah. Like that was my first, first fight. It was like, yeah. I got a knockout finish. So they were really ready for all that shit. And I know, I was cool with it because where were we, at? we had a TKO and a decision. So, yeah, they were probably expecting that. And then um, essentially as soon as the fight starts, he, we both go to the middle. We both try to get control of the, the stage. Think of it just like a fighting game. You don't want to be against the wall. That's where you get fucked up. All the combos come up. Mm-hmm. So you want to get control of the stage. So we both walk to the middle, and then he tried to push me out of the middle with a jab. Mm-hmm. But the jab isn't what I wanted to see. So when he threw his jab, I immediately took a step oh. back to give him space. And I was like, that's not what I wanted. And I dropped my left hand a little bit. Now, by dropping your left hand, what I'm doing is I'm kind of like baiting to show my face. Like, hey, right. my head's right here, you know, type thing. Mm-hmm. And he, he kind of bit on the bait because I knew he wanted to throw his right. So I dropped my left hand. It gave a, a straight line to my face with his right. He immediately launched his right hand. But it was mad telegraph, just like we expected it to be. Mm-hmm. So I switted through with the right. I took a step to the le- outside. I kicked his leg in. His leg kind of like, it kind of straightened out and stiffened. It was a really nasty kick. Uh, you'll hear it as soon as the fight starts. And then from there, it kind of stunned him. Cause I don't think he was ready for it. I was able to grab him, get a body lock, take him to the mat. And uh, from there, it was just a lot of ground and pound, him trying to get away from me, and me just constantly attacking with different submissions. And uh, he was actually defending the submissions okay. Mm-hmm. And I kept switching to different submissions. I just kept switching to different submissions too quick for him to keep up with. And then he finally Yeah, because he, uh,
1: he did go for an offensive side on that and tried to go for like a Kimura, right? Yeah, it was,
0: it, but it was weird because he went the wrong way. Yeah, um, I, what's Kamora by the way? A Kimura is a. It's like think of a chicken wing. Like you have a chicken wing, and you know how you tear a chicken wing? It's the same thing. It's like if you took oh. an arm and you tear it that way. Okay, yeah. so and okay. it pops your shoulder out of place. I see. Okay, but cool, cool. I ended up getting mount and just like kind of beating the fuck out of him some more. Yeah, and it was just like it, it just became bad after that because he 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 didn't know. He didn't have a lot of answers for anything. Mm-hmm. He had kind of answers. Like he kind of studied for the test. Uh-huh. So like when I, I attacked him with certain things, like when I first the first submission I went for was the guillotine. That's why it looked like he got a takedown on me. Mm-hmm. He remember when uh, we stood back up. He stood back up after I took him down the first time. I hit him a couple times. We, as soon as he stood back up, he tried to push me up against the fence. Mm-hmm. Well, I grabbed his neck immediately, and then he tried to take me down to stop the the guillotine, which is a terrible move because all I had to really do was throw my leg over. But because I was shocked that he did it, I didn't react fast enough. So more my fault. Yeah. And I didn't get the guillotine. He flipped over me. I flipped over him. We ended up rolling. I got a gator roll on him and did a darts choke. And these are all words you don't have to worry about. You <laughs> just watch the film. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then yeah, I'm going to try
2: to see if we can do like, some film that go along with this uh, episode right here. Yeah, it's uh, a lot. Yeah.
0: and Because it was just me attacking and submission, submission, submission. Yeah. And it's like, playing, it's like playing speed chess and he was trying to play normal chess. Because like, I was on a time I was like, I'm going to go here. And now I'm making it to where he has, a, a second, like, he has 30 seconds to address his next move. And you know what? Chess, a lot of people like their time. And you could tell he couldn't keep up with what was happening. So he started freaking out. And you could kind of hear it. He was, like, breathing really hard, and everything was happening. And he tapped within a second of the first round. So first we, round, we tapped yeah. him in – because it was a five-round fight. It was a five-round championship fight. We tapped him in two minutes and 59 seconds. Yeah, so it's, like, uh, it's
1: like a chess match, but in between positions of going, you're getting punched in the face. At the <laughs> yeah, yeah right? there's, so no, there's like, no breathing. Like about the next move?
0: I didn't want him to – like, you don't want to give him any time to think because, like, he, he might have been better than that, but it's just like if I'm hitting you and I'm putting this pressure on you, and I'm gonna keep attacking something. something. Uh-huh. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta move, pick a move. And as soon as you pick the move, that's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. I got his back and I hit him and I started hitting him in the head. And he was like, I don't know how to address this. He flipped over, and as soon as he flipped over, I took oh, his neck. Son. Uh-huh. Like, That's it. I yeah. see. That was the wrong move, son. Like, yeah. it was good. It was a fun fight. Um, I didn't take any damage. So we got to a couple Yeah, You weren't even sweating. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'm sweating any of my fights yet. Honestly, oh, yeah. no. The third, the third one. Yeah, I was sweating. Oh one, yeah, like where it all took three all three rounds. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah.
1: But he was fighting like a like a Viking. Yeah, I, I was fighting a fucking Nordic god. Yeah, right. Like that his, kid. Something about his neck was. <laughs> I don't know.
2: Yeah, Cuz you were choking him like a lot. That fight that guy doesn't just give a damn. was not.
1: Like he was absorbing punches better than like anybody I've ever seen in my life. Uh-huh. I hit him
0: with some nasty shit. He didn't give a fuck. Like his
1: the way his head was rocking you're like, "Oh, okay, like he must yeah, be stumbling." Yeah, I was
2: going
0: to be the
1: one, now he's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, he was completely okay. <laughs> and I'm like, "Wait a minute,
0: what?" Uh-huh. That was that was fun. But yeah, that's we ended up getting the championship belts and now we're the 170 champ.
2: A and, uh, champ. And what's your rank like in uh Southwestern Texas?
0: Southwest with number 15 in the Southwest of the Southwest south of Texas are number 15 in Texas. I think we're at the 5th. So we're, at yeah, five. we're pretty high up there. So um but we're going to we're going to fight again in October. We we're, we're thinking of defending in October, we might might just move up and you know
1: mm-hmm.
0: go to that money league.
1: But we'll yeah. see. Hey, yeah, cuz okay. the performance looked good, everything looked good setting up. I mean like even his conditioning going for that first round like the other his opponent was Now, you can tell he's, like, heaving. He was completely sweating. Yeah, if you watch the
0: end of that fight, you'll see him. Like, he's drenched and he's just breathing heavy. And I was kind of just like, you know. Yeah, he was just calm, cool,
1: collected. Like, even when I was watching it from the side of the fight and I was trying to, like, help, you know, orientate, like, some of the strategy. Like, when I saw Josh rolling with him, I was just like, Josh isn't even really breathing. No. Like, he's just completely in the. Like the calmest, like I bet his heart rate was probably like resting almost. Yeah. Like I was. Just, there was a funny. <laughs> there was
2: a funny thing you did, uh, like or he did. Um, uh, like remember, like when you call, like use your knees more, and then like you were saying that to Josh, right? Yeah, yeah. Because uh, like you, you, you had a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Shut
0: up.
1: <laughs> yeah, because yeah, like I was trying to get, uh, like when they were in that clinch, I was like knees, Josh, knees, Josh, and his opponent looked at me and he started throwing his knees. Yeah, I, was and like, I was like wrong direction, <laughs> but the good thing was is that it actually helped. Right. Yeah. When he was throwing his knees, he was actually off balance. He wasn't in the position of it. Josh was because mm-hmm. Josh had the the center of the clinch and his body was like centered in the right position. Right. Yeah. So he was able to throw knees with power. His opponent wasn't. So that's when he was able to pick him up and just put him down. Mm-hmm.
0: That's yeah. when we put him back down the mat. Yeah. Um, it got bad after that. So mm-hmm. it worked out pretty well because that was exactly what we drew with Sam. Yeah. He threw the knee and I was like, "Whoop! I'm, I'm just gonna take that." And you know, yep. it worked out. Um, it was fun and it was funny because like. At the end of the fight, like we were taking pictures with people and stuff like that, and remember, uh, the promoter was like, hey man, go talk to your opponent real quick. Because, like, hey, like, go talk to your opponent real quick. You know, he's feeling really down about the fight because he was the hometown guy. Yeah, yeah. He'd yeah. Been, he, he had been a fighting. huge crowd. Huge yeah. They crowd.
1: loved him, bro. He had like 60, 70 people. Wow. Like, Jesus. Jeez. Yeah, he had a lot.
0: My sexual energy was just too high.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, like I remember hearing, like how like uh, our people like were like just talking like mad shit about him, like which oh yeah, yeah right. they're, they're our, but, a lot of our family sitting, like was right in front of us, right?
0: Yeah, uh, who was it? Justin called called him a bitch. Yeah, and his mom was like, "That's not very nice."
1: <laughs> yeah, because his family was like right in front of them, right? Yeah. Oh my yeah, Justin, god, just jarring boy, oh. boy gets out of control. <laughs> right?
2: Hey, at least at least uh, he's here for the boys, right? Yeah, he's here. Yeah. And they all drove out like, uh, three, two or three hours to Texarkana, Arkansas, right? Yeah, that's the family. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: it, it's crazy. Uh, I don't know. It's one of those things where, like, I've definitely felt like it, it sucks because when I'm, especially when I'm running, I think about this all the time, cause especially when I'm running. I think about how hype I'm going to get when I win.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's like, that's one of the best feelings. You're <laughs> like, you're like, you're running and you're running for your 45 minute run or whatever. And I'm just going, and you know, you saw my times. You started getting faster. And I was like, I feel good. I'm getting better at this. And I was always just like, the music would start playing and you'd be like, I'ma celebrate and I'ma get this knockout. I'ma get this win. And then like when it happens. Like there's like a a, a sense of empathy that comes over you and you realize who you really are. Oh yeah. (laughs) And it's like it sucks because like I want to be like in his face where fuck (laughs) y'all. But it's like
1: what really ends up happening is I'm always like ah man I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) You bought
2: him ice cream actually, (laughs) right? He did.
1: He did. In front of his whole family and like I was like dang. It was a lot, bro. It's a power move. Yeah, honestly,
2: right? Like it's like that's so nice, but at the same time it's like no, because like how does that feel? I guess right?
0: It's hard because like especially when you live okay, and I'm not saying like this isn't very doable. It's like I'm on some different spirituality level. Than anybody else come I'm not. Mm-hmm. But it's like when you're doing um when you look at everybody like a brother like consistently like that's how you look at your life like when you because like even when people annoy me I'm always like ah like if they need something, I'm, I'm gonna help them out. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's hard to get out of that mindset later because that's who you are after a while. Right, and it comes down to this thing where like he didn't make weight. Remember? Yeah, he didn't make weight, yeah, didn't and make... we we were in the we went back up to the room and we lost an extra two pounds of water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just yeah. to make
2: sure that you guys were really good.
1: Yeah, yeah. the rate of where we were supposed to lose at was he was supposed to reach weight naturally just by sitting and walking around. By like 5 p.m. Because originally that's what they told me. Mm-hmm. But then they moved it up to like 12. And I was like, oh, snap. And then they said that there wasn't a one-pound leeway. They, they like, said okay. championship fights are 170 flat. So I was so like, like they okay. told us. yeah. So we were like,
0: fuck, we didn't make it. We ran back upstairs. Uh, God's will knows because we were in that bathroom we locked the door and we were just like losing weight and we're in, if, if you put two pounds of water in like a bowl you'll see what two pounds of water coming out of your body looks like Yeah, we dropped that went back downstairs
2: yeah, even also was in the room too like just trying to make sure that Josh was good he, he looked drained too I yeah, yeah. was, yeah. So I was watching over him taking
0: care of him, yeah, <laughs> making
1: sure that he was losing weight pass out and in the there yeah uh, making sure his uh, heart rate was low making sure that his b- blood pressure wasn't shooting through the roof because that's that's one of the things that people don't know is when you're cutting weight um is that you can have those stressors of high, like, because your body gets into like a sympathetic state. So what that means is basically it's like a fight or flight. Uh-huh. Uh, so your blood pressure is increasing. Your, You'll feel it, like, I heart feel rate like increases, kind of lightheaded and shit. It and sucks. that's that's very bad. So you have to be able to like, careful and like watch that stuff, making sure that he's not pushing himself too hard, too hard, and making sure that he's you know being watched lot, like over and being taken care of. So you know everything. All, all the signs were good. You know he got through the the physical too. So. Everything was clean, even though his opponent was lounging at the fucking pool, bro. Yeah, bro, because we (laughs) We walked walked
0: in that bitch. He was lounging at the pool. I was like, oh, this thing must be on weight.
1: Yeah, because originally I was like, wow, he's ahead of schedule. Like he knows what he needs to do. Uh And then this man apparently had food poisoning, and I was like, well, if you have food poisoning, yeah, Yeah. that you know you usually go through a a cycle of extreme dehydration, right? Because your body is vomiting or. You know, you're having like diarrhea, right? So you're going through positions where you're losing a lot of water, a lot Mm. of content. Because a lot of people usually do lose weight when they're like food poison, right? That's happened to me, everyone around, right? And I was like, okay, cool. And then they said that he was like on IV fluids to rehydrate. And I was like, okay. And then apparently he was like 172.4. And I was like, so what was his original weight? Like what does he walk at? Yeah. Like that because it looked like he didn't do anything. No.
0: Yeah, he looked like he was chilling. He looked like he was fine. And that's the thing, like when he showed up to the thing and he was like they were like, Oh, he's two pounds over. He's two point four pounds. He's two and a half pounds over the weight. Mm-hmm. And the commission looked at me and was like, Well, you know, I don't care. Stuff on
1: y'all. What do you want to do, Josh?
0: I was like, uh make
1: him <laughs> make lose him a, like lose, yeah, make yeah. him one seventy one at least. And no, there was a girl that was eight pounds over. <laughs> <laughs> she was eight pounds over, and the commission was like uh, what? And she literally looked at him. She was like, "This happened before, and I fought last time." Wow. And I was like, "Hey, that's a bold strategy. Let's <laughs> see if it works."
2: Right. And I wow. remember hearing her talk about like, or someone was talking to her, was like, "What if you cut off your hair?" And <laughs> or something like that. And she was like, "Nah, this, that's nothing." Yeah. And I was like, "Wow, that's crazy."
1: Because yeah. I mean, yeah. this whole situation. Because you have to think like someone that's cutting weight versus not cutting weight. That's massive, right? Mm-hmm.
0: People, because in the UFC, it's actually uh, the statistics show that. The guy who normally doesn't make weight usually wins the fight. Mm-hmm. Like that's a huge advantage to have like all those fluids in your body, so that you never had to replace. And then you can just add on to it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when we were told 170, we were pretty like, "How are you coming in here 2.4 pounds over?" I was like, "At least make him 171." That's all I asked for. I was mm-hmm. like, "At least." And I we, I even like okay again. I felt like he was like, at, "It's hard to be mad." So mm-hmm. it's like I was like, "Yay, man!" Like I even told him how to lose weight. I told him what even yeah, He had was being with
2: him. nice, where I was just all of us were just like Mrah. Fuck him. Yeah, yeah and I,
0: I felt fuck him too, but at the end of I was like
2: Let's make this fight happen.
0: Yeah. So mm-hmm. I was like, just come in at 171. I was like, and just I told him I was like, here's what we did. I tried to show him how to do it, and he went off and he came back at 171.6 or Yeah. seven or something mm-hmm. like that. So he lost like point eight. And I was like, fuck it. Let, like we're gonna make the fight happen. Let's go. Um and then we got in there.
1: And, and it happened.
0: Yeah, and then we we beat him, and I I consoled him afterwards. I was like, "Hey, bro, it's, it's like you know, it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. This is a learning process. Like this is what we do." Yeah, it's amateurs, you know I mean? right? It's, yeah.
1: you're, you're going to have the craziest fights. Like you have the you know the biggest spectrum of fighters and amateurs. Yeah, right? let's you let, have let's professionals like, versus like non professionals, right? Exactly.
0: And I mean, the difference between like what we've said before, the difference between professionals and 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 is not much, because of the fact that I mean, I think the professionals just feel more confident. Yeah. I mean, besides that, it's like that's just time in the gym. Nothing else really changes. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, there's not nothing. Act you don't actually get a Super Saiyan aura <laughs> yeah. when you go up. It's just like it's just time in the gym. Yeah. But it's just like then we went out and afterwards, I was like, okay, so I went and I bought him this. Like I bought two ice cream things, <laughs> and I was happy because I was like, finally we get to eat. Yeah. And then. He like dropped his mouthpiece or something on the floor when he was talking to his like niece or his daughter. I don't know. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I wish said,
2: i had stayed down to see. Like I think all of us like just went up to your room. I uh, went up to the room oh, just yeah. to like you know be like yeah. yeah the happy.
1: after party. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. we
2: didn't see like what happened. So it, like uh, what happened
0: with the mouthpiece? Well, we were taking a bunch of photos and uh-huh. then like I was like oh like ice cream because I was like I can finally eat all the bullshit. Yeah. Because even wouldn't allow it to me <laughs> right before. So yeah. I was eat I was gonna eat it and then I saw you dropped his mouthpiece. And I was like oh fuck man like that's you know so I picked it up and I was like I know that looks gross but it's like who cares dude like we just. I just had to split all over me anyway, <laughs> to be yeah, honest. Right. So I was just like, I just picked it up, and I was just like, uh, I was like, hey, man. You know, I think it was like his mom or something. I was like, hey, you know, Tyler. So he turns around, and it's like, again, hometown. It's not kind of sad to like watch a guy lose. So I was like, hey, man. I was like, bacon ice cream. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, like, I was being cheesy. Dude. Uh, just like, he grabbed one. And I,
2: think that's, I think that's honestly the best thing to do because you could be a dick. You could ignore him, but you did like a, a really nice thing. And I, um,
0: the thing is like, it's like what God said, what said earlier. Like I'm, I'm only saying this because I feel proud of myself for doing it. Yes. Because of the fact that, like, it, it to me, it showed my character long-term. Because you never know how you're really going to act under stressful situations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, like, no matter what ends up happening, it's, it's like, like...
2: what you do, actually. You know, like, that shows... It. Yeah. yeah.
0: Like, I wasn't in his face about it. I wasn't, like... Because he definitely talked about knocking me out in round one. Mm-hmm. He definitely thought he was going to whoop my fucking ass in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. And... It's like there was never like the a moment. The city was all
2: behind him too. Oh know. yeah, they were they yeah, were like on that mission, shit. everything was with him. But you know, here we are.
0: And I feel good. I'm like, this is cool because um, I just I just I trust myself. It's definitive. A bit more. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's like it's cool because I know that who I think I am is actually who I think I am. Yeah. Does that make sense? And that's yeah. why I, well it became so cool to me. I was like, okay, this wasn't like a thing I had to force. I did. I wasn't mad at him ever throughout the fight. And um, I mean, and he like we said earlier, we're all have we all have this dream that we want to do this thing. So it's like I know if I was on the other side, if I did lose the fight, mm-hmm. we'll say that Kamora that actually worked. We'll say it worked and I was out. You know, I mean, I'm sure he would have like yelled in my face and shit. But it's Absolutely, like yeah. it's one of those things where it's like I wouldn't have wanted that. And yeah. I guess you know, it's just basic human shit like you want others type thing. Mm-hmm. And that was cool. I, I think I think the whole experience was dope.
1: And uh, and one of the crazy things too about all those fights is uh, majority of them ended in the first round. Yeah. yeah, niggas were getting fucked up, bro. Like they were getting dropped. Yeah, quickly. the
2: fight right before you yeah. lasted thirty
0: seconds. Dude got picked up, slammed, and then armbarred immediately. Like Jeez. they
1: started off like in a sprinter stance and just ran into they each other. They kicked each other. Yeah, yeah.
0: it That's was crazy, bro. Uh, the one dude, our locker room. We were the blue locker room. Our locker room, I think, was the, the underdog locker room. Oh, we were two in. By the time it was I was the eighth fight on the card because I was in the main event. So I remember the seven fights before me. Our record was two and five in the Wow. Blue. Like, only two of our guys came back in the locker room as winners, and five of them had lost. Like, everyone was leaving, like, all hype, and they'd all come back in, and, and like, on losses. And one dude was near crying. The one dude who got, who fought that tall white kid, yeah, he got, this. I think his name was Marcellus, It was a black dude. He looked like he was in his early 30s or something. He got picked up and slammed on his head, and Marcellus was in the locker room. He came back in the locker room, like, near crying. (laughs) I was like, God damn, bro." bro. I was like, Jesus. I was like, what's, and my mindset was just in the back. I was like. So, we're supposed to lose, huh? Like, that's, that's what <laughs> we're in the wrong locker
2: <laughs> Jeez. Something's
0: bro. crazy.
1: Yeah, because, no. like, you always see these guys, like, you know, usually you have, like, a strategy of, like, when you want to be extremely offensive in the beginning or, you know, pace yourself. Like, you know, when you watch, like, John Jones fight, he likes to keep his distance in the beginning to, you know, find that distance and be able to pick people off. Well, one way you can counter that is by being extremely pressuring, right? Like, aggressive. Carlos Santos. Yeah, well, he would jump in and just be aggressive out of nowhere. You can't handle it. Well, these guys, like, you see, like, their extreme aggressiveness. And it's like, you know, why would you, you know, there, you have to have an idea of, like, how you want to pace the fight. Like, for us, we wanted to give control of the cage mm-hmm. to his opponent. Yeah. Why? Because his opponent to had to tire a, himself out. Yeah. Because his opponent naturally had an ability of just coming off with pressure yeah. in the beginning where he would throw, like, a, possibly, like, a high head kick, uh, high, a high head kick and then just drive up with, like, a jab cross in the beginning. To be able to just have that presence of pressure. Mm. But for us, it was just like stay in the mindfulness of thinking and just be in the present moment of be slow with it. We know we have power. We know we have the explosiveness. We know we have the strength. And we know we have the technique and the conditioning. If we don't fuck up,
0: then we only beat ourselves. Yeah. we do what we're supposed to do, we win every time. Yeah. Because in the simulation, we win 100% of the time if we do what we're supposed to do. mm -hmm.
1: Because if you look at the underdog, when you ever look at the underdog, you should see them as having an advantage. The reason being is because it takes them to have one opportunity to win the fight. Yeah. Now, if you're the one that is the one that's, you know, defending, I guess, defending, you know, the title, you're expected to win the entire thing, right? You're supposed to hold control and be able to have like amazing performance. But being the underdog, you just need one shot. You need one shot to knock them down or one submission to just cancel the whole fight. And that's it. And that's what makes it so dangerous. So it's like, just pick our shots. We're not fighting for something that's like, crazy prize money when uh his his fighting experience is pretty slim to uh to low so it's like we're just gonna take this and just be mindful of what we're gonna do strategize and just pick shots and we picked our shots we saw an opportunity took them down and just finished off the submission so you have to just strategize and have a good idea of who are you fighting and why are you fighting like this mm. so i like that yeah
0: I oh, think that wraps it up. Is that what you want yeah. to say? Uh, I got him. No, 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 no. No, I'm, well, no, I'm, like I'm good. Maybe, I'm good on Like I, I can tell. when It gets maybe quiet. <laughs> mm.
2: That was good. I like that. <laughs> but no, honestly, this was really great. Like, uh, this is our least nerdy podcast that we've had so far. <laughs> but like, it's it, 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 kind of nerdy, right?
1: Yeah. Science, right? A little bit. But,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so, geeky, I was, geeky, I would say, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Geeky. But okay. yeah, We're but no, this was really good to hear all these things. You know, it gives me a lot of hope for you guys with the Apex Coggy. It gives me a lot of hope with you, what you're fighting. Um, can't wait for October. Oh yeah, yeah, that's gonna be great. Uh, can't wait to see more about your page uh, pretty soon. Apex Kage, right? Like, mm-hmm. so the channel's already up on YouTube, right? Mm-hmm. You guys have facebook uh, yeah. Instagram too. Good,
1: Instagram's good, good, up good, there, good. so you guys want to just follow. It's Apex Kage. So the Apex pre, is pre- it pre- one walk. word or two? A uh, one word. So it's A P E X K A G E. Perfect. Okay, yeah. So. Gotcha, gotcha, perfect. So uh, yeah, if you guys want to follow it, we're going to release a bunch of content that relates to fighting, different forms of training, Mm -hmm. uh, the myths of training, um, different ways you can. We're going to help you guys basically understand programming. So you can just be able to individualize, create your own programs, make it simple. But I'll teach you how to fight and that'll be fun. Simple Uh, is key. So whenever you do anything, keep it simple, make it easy to follow, and then just keep kicking ass. I like that. And also,
2: uh, where can people find you or do you just want to uh, just put it on Apex Kage?
1: Yeah, so my Instagram is on Apex Kage's uh, channel, and um, I'm one of the Apex uh, Kage's Follow me on there, but I'm Apex underscore Filipovic. Mm-hmm. So just put in those two, and you should be good.
2: Perfect. <laughs> I will do my best to <laughs> put you're, that all together. Huh? You're
1: one of the Apex Kage's. <laughs> uh, one of the Ape- Well, that's that's the whole uh, idea of Apex Kage is, you know, from you the be, great... I feel like you'd you'd say, like, you'd reward that as, like, you're one of the Kages. Well, we want everyone to reach a level of Kages, right? right. Because, you know, the whole idea was when I watched the Great Ninja War from, you know, Shippuden, it was you know, you see the Kage Summit and you see the best of the best, right? And you see everyone's trying to reach that. Yeah. So it's like we have the knowledge and ideas to be able to reach to that point. So I want everyone else to be able to have that idea of, being up to that Kage Summit, right? To oh, be I the can. best that you can be of your own self, uh-huh. right?
0: Ooh, that's deep. So, so you'll be a Kage, not an Apex Kage. That, that's deep. that's well, deep. How are you going to be, be the Apex Kage? Apex Kage Summit. There you go. There we
1: go. We're going to make it up there. We're going to be yeah.
2: up there. Well, anyways, thank you so much for your, you know, all the... Uh, Get this suit out of here. Oh, my gosh. You've <laughs> been found out. Thank you very much. I appreciate you Like, uh, like you... <laughs> Thanks for taking care of this guy somehow. Still, so, uh, yeah, thanks it's for tough. You know, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and honestly, it's been great listening to like the even deeper words of um, you know what you do. You know, mm-hmm. it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot you do. Deserve to be a southwestern for that. Sure. Yeah. Um, any last words you want to say?
0: Uh, no, not right now, man. Um, oh, also. Uh, that's dope, we're having another event coming up.
2: Yes, yeah, okay. our that's dope. Uh, the the Anime Fest uh, After Dark is kind of coming up soon, so uh, that's gonna be August 16th. Please uh, check it out, check it out. So it's gonna be a good time. If you went to the ACON party that we did in June, which
0: was fire, it was
2: absolutely fire. We're definitely planning to step this one up some more. We have some new acts, uh, same venue, uh, but the venue will actually be upgraded, we'll have the, uh, the top floor, so that's gonna be a good time. Um you know, more air for sure drinks are going to be great uh, more dancing. drinks more hoes yeah, right. <laughs> more money all that right it's going <laughs> to be a great time uh, so yeah if come through for that check us out on our page that's dope entertainment we're actually working on a website so stay tuned for that uh, we're definitely trying to make that's dope entertainment a bigger deal so. um, and we're going to be working more hand in hand with these guys Apex, Apex um, and doing big things We have uh, some new guests That are going to be coming up pretty soon Um, We have a new uh, employee A team member who's going to be coming on the page soon Um got some other guests that i'm pretty excited to bring on pretty soon and even some friends who came on and even actually like one person who was on this volunteer trip with me she said she was interested in coming on the podcast so i hope that comes through um so yeah we're interested to see how things are going to happen thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast please like and subscribe to this share with your friends leave us reviews honestly we love seeing reviews especially nice ones but if you have a bad review hit us up let us know what we can do could be doing better you know um we're always interested in growing and making ourselves um, for sure for sure yeah and then my last word is just go do some nice things you know if you can volunteer your time uh, please do. You know, I worked with Islamic Relief and SBP. Um if, if you have time, definitely check those groups out. They're great groups. Um, otherwise, do something nice. You know, go help out some pandas or people, homeless people, or you know, uh, go clean up the, the environment. You know, there's a lot of things to be done, and we need all the help we can get. If you can't do anything at the moment, donate. Donate some resources, some money, whatever. Right? You know,
0: people. donate your plasma. Yeah. You,
2: yeah. People. People need blood. Yeah. You know? People need blood. So hey, go do something. Thing, you know, go, yeah, we all need a, a lot of help in this world. You know, the only way to make it better is to do something about it. So. My address is seventeen oh five. Don't give it to this guy. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't need it. Vampire, right here. <laughs> Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Hope you guys enjoy it. Please stay dope. Peace. Peace. Peace.